the weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year because these are high quality pieces they're staying in my wardrobe the best part is that all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they even show you on the website how much you're saving which is awesome quince partners directly with top factories cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us i recently got a really really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button up all, both in white linen which is awesome and i know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer so get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns q u i n c e dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash goals i know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios i used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted salted wonderful pistachios in the cart when i was grocery shopping growing up and I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors and I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine. And Caroline. And there's a question that I want to answer, which is, do you have to break old habits to build new? And can you break bad habits in general? Because we talk a lot about healthy habits here. We talk a lot about building habits. But what about bad habits? Because there are also bad habits that I know I have are not necessarily bad habits, but things that don't really serve me, things that don't feel good, things that I like notice myself doing or, or patterns that I notice differently. Yeah, that I want to break. And so I've been questioning, is it possible to just break a bad habit? Or do you have to build a new one on top of it? Or do you have to break old habits before you build new ones? Kind of like, how does that work? So we've been talking about this. We've been thinking about this. And we also are starting a mini habit series that is starting later this week. So if you're listening when this episode comes out on Monday, our first mini healthy habit episode is coming out on Thursday. So if you're listening after this episode first comes out, then the series has already kicked off and you guys can go listen to that too. So every week we're going to be talking about a new specific habit and we'll go through like why it's important, why we make a point to have these habits in our lives and why you should too. Because honestly, the ones that we have pulled for the series are the foundational, like important ones that everyone should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with that, we're going to be taking you through how to instill 
each of those habits, why they're important, but I feel like before that, I want to talk about the foundational ideas of building habits, breaking habits, and kind of understand them a little bit more. Do you have to break old habits to build new ones? I feel like this came up for me because I feel like I am in a place where I have a lot of good habits that have been consistent for a really long time now like in Catherine and I talk a lot about how fitness is always a consistent habit for me sometimes it's harder to do than other times sometimes it looks different than other times but that's a very consistent habit for me and probably like the most consistent in my life and then I also have other healthy habits like a daily walk is so consistent reading is usually so consistent um cooking good food is typically pretty consistent things like that but that doesn't mean that everything that I do is perfect like at all or that my lifestyle is perfect. There are so many habits that I also notice that I have that don't really serve me. I recently found out that I had mono for the past few months. I thought that for the past few months I was so energy drained, I was so lethargic, I couldn't wake up early, I was exhausted all the time, I was like so many of my healthy habits were slipping and I thought that it was my problem and I was like oh my god how do I stop this? How do I fix this? Well, I recently found out that I had mono, so there's a bit of an explanation there, but I'm kind of in a phase of trying to build back those habits now that I feel like I have my energy back, but I've noticed that a lot of the habits that I fell into when I was sick are now things that I kind of want to break, and a lot of that is like when I was sick, I was sleeping in so late, and so I wasn't really taking advantage of my morning. Now that I'm waking up early again, I find that sometimes I'm like too slow in the morning and I'm wasting time and I'm losing the purpose of even waking up early so that's definitely mm-hmm. something that I noticed that I want to fix. That's a huge reason why I don't like slow mornings. Mm-hmm. I, slow mornings are not for me. If they're for you, that's great. That's mm-hmm. so fun. I can't do it because I end up just wasting exactly morning when i have a slow morning i'm like this time would have been better served if i had just like slept exactly and i enjoy that sometimes but for the most part i'm like if i'm waking up 6 a.m like i have been i've been much more consistent about waking up early now but then i find that i'm almost an hour or two will go by before i really even like do start myself and do anything and i'm like okay what was the point of this because i really kind of just sat around for a couple hours and maybe i'll read a little Maybe I'll, like, play with the dog. I don't know. But I'm not really doing anything with that time. And so I want to shift that habit to if I already have the habit of waking up early and I'm bringing that back, I want to override this habit of, like, wasting a couple hours of my morning with getting my morning started and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing my exercise then, doing something else then. So that's definitely a big one for me right now that I'm trying to override or break, if you will. A huge thing for habits, too, is your environment. Mm -hmm. I know that we've talked about this a lot because... I mean, we're, like, in college and every... The nature of our lives is that, like, every few months we pick up and move just based on, like, one semester we were in classes, one semester we're, like, abroad, and then we're home, and then mm-hmm. we were working, and then... The, our it's just a lot of, like, a lot in the past up, few years. Um, which is normal when you're in college and doing that, but it makes it really difficult for habits to stay executed in the same way. So, can I talk about this on the front of, like working out and eating healthy and getting enough sleep which I do not get enough but those habits stay intact wherever whatever environment I'm in it's just that they are executed differently so when I'm when I was working in Boston nine to five I was on a strict schedule of like I'm I wake up at this time and I go to the gym and then I go to work and then I come home and then I cook this type of meal more regimented and it fostered some really strong habits in that sense of like working out in a very certain way Mm -hmm. to a certain caliber if you will and that felt really good in the moment now that I'm home mentally I want to continue giving 
that amount of effort to working out and eating healthy and those habits but I can't my environment doesn't foster that Mm -hmm. because I'm not if I woke up at five in the morning like I do in Boston here I'm like I'm just in my house Mm -hmm. and so that's when I feel like oh I'm kind of wasting time because I could absolutely like wake up go to the gym blah blah but I'm like still in my house and I'm not filling my time as much because I don't not required to fill my time as much when I'm here in the same sense like our parents are here I'm not cooking just for one person we'll have like family dinners if I were grocery shopping for myself I would buy different different things things that would the whole family yeah than we do for the whole family and so the environment just fosters different things not to say that I'm not still waking up early and working out and eating well it just looks very different and I think that is a hard thing for me to like wrap my head around and mentally be like oh this is still effective and working and like Mm -hmm. a valid habit to have having to change like the level of exercise I'm doing and intensity of exercise I'm doing and type of exercise I'm doing also it's summer so that changes a lot too yeah you're outside more you're getting exercise through a lot of different things but I think my biggest thing right now is trying to figure out where those habits fall and what I want them to look like yeah that also made me think during the school year when we were at school like my days were filled with pretty much independent time for myself like I we were always working during the day and everyone else has classes too you're not all that social during the day and so it worked that then I would be much more social at night like I would have dinners with friends at night I was going out a lot more on the weekends I think last semester than I had in the past and so now I've come home for the summer and I feel like we've been quite social for the summer as well but I feel like I'm getting burnt out by it a little bit because it's different now where my full day isn't independent to myself Mm -hmm. and I'm working the whole time like it's now sunny so I'm gonna take a break and go to the beach during the day I'm gonna hang out with my family during the day and so I feel like I'm less like strictly productive and strictly independent during the day so then when I'm filling all of my afternoons at home too with functions with friends and things like that I feel like I want to shift that habit and pull that back a little bit and be like, I can still have the same balance between independent time and social time. But because I'm being much more social and doing more things through the day naturally during the summer, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to like taper back nights a little bit just to make sure that I still stay on top of all of the things that I want to do and have that same balance. But then in the summer, like, (laughs) but it's also night activities too. (laughs) There are night activities too. You want to do all the activities. So So it's really hard to be like, do everything at once I know so I guess I don't know I don't necessarily know if there's like a habit there that I want to break but it's definitely something I want to be conscious about but when you talk about like your workout routine changing is it the thought pattern of like this isn't effective enough that you want to change or is it like an actual action that you kind of want to shift I mean physically I just know I'm not doing as much as I was doing in Boston Mm -hmm. because I was going so wild when I was there because I had nothing else to do like no one was there it was literally just me and so I used that extra time to go so hard. And now I'm completely in the opposite direction where, like, we are home for the summer. It's hot. It's sunny. It's, like, mm-hmm. beaches. I'm trying to be in the ocean as much as I can. Like, there's always something going on. I'm so socially busy. Yeah. And, like, mentally I want to be social and, like, out and about and doing activities and, like, enjoy the summer and eat up what, like, it's just so fun. Why would I not want to be at the beach? Why would I choose? Saying that you want to change and like exercise more intensely right now, it's more so like. I mean, I do want to exercise more intensely. But the other thing is just like the mental capacity of like being home 
in your hometown in like your childhood bedroom you it's just so unmotivating and it like drains you so hard it's crazy and like it's just so tough i will go to i will go to the gym and be like i just don't want to be here like i would rather be doing literally anything else and then i'll leave yeah and i just can't get myself to like stay and do that so that's another thing with that's like your environment stays well, no, because I, like, go for a run, and I'm active all day during the day. Like, yeah. even if I am doing activities, it's like, oh, we're walking here. We're, like, it's sunny. We're swimming in the ocean and yeah. blah, blah, It's, like, it is naturally in the summer you do more. So, I'm, like, <laughs> from a health perspective, I'm set. I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy. Just, like, from a mental habits thing, I want to still be in the – it feels so – you feel so accomplished when you're, like, doing hardcore workouts. So, I would like to do more, but also I'm, like – to be honest, I'm, like, working three jobs and trying to be social this summer, it's and, like, I'm tired, and I just don't have enough energy yeah. or time to put, like, two and a half hours a day into my workouts. Like, it's going to be a 45-minute mm. situation. And that's okay. Ratio rule. We're just Ratio shifting rule. for a little We're bit. shifting, and that's fine. So, to understand if we have to break old habits to build new ones or how to break the habits that we don't want to have anymore, I think it's first important to understand how habits work in general. Sometimes we overlook the fact that literally everything we do, every action, every thought is a habit. It's triggered by some sort of routine that we've built in our bodies, in our minds, and I won't dive into habits and the science behind it way too much right now because we actually have a recent episode where we did that. We had Shelby Sacco on. She was an incredible guest. She's super educated about habits and in these topics, so I highly suggest if you haven't listened to that episode, after you listen to this or even now, whatever, listen to that episode. Finish this episode episode and then listen to that another time. Because it'll educate you a ton about the system of habits, whereas we'll just break down kind of like the basics of it right now. But that's a great episode. But every habit, it comes down to even the thoughts, like what you think of yourself when you wake up in the morning, what you think when you step into a gym and when you go into a different environment, what you think when you walk past a certain group of people, down to what you do when your alarm goes off. Do you snooze it? Do you keep it going? What you... Eat I'm a morning. huge advocate for do not snooze. Right, because then you hit a habit. Do not that's snooze. What you do. Like every little action and every big action and every pattern in your life is a habit. And every habit is broken down into a cue, a routine, a reward, and then is built through repetition. So let's take the alarm clock example because the captain said she's not a fan of snoozing her alarm. The cue is your alarm goes off in the morning. Your routine, that's the action that you do. Do you snooze it or do you get out of bed and you wake up? And then the reward is whatever you get from that. So if you get out of bed and you wake up, then the reward you're giving yourself is that you have more time in the day, you feel super accomplished, you feel good about yourself because you got up and you got your day going. The reward, if you snooze your alarm, is it feels really good to get a few extra minutes of sleep. Sometimes that reward in the moment overrides the other one and it feels much better. That's why we do it. But then the repetition comes when you repeat that cue routine reward over and over and you have the repetition with it, then you've built a habit so that every time that cue happens, your body and your mind naturally go to do that routine because you know that you're going to get that reward. Do you see what I'm saying? And that is what you can think about to build good habits and to teach yourself good habits that you're going to stay consistent with. But that's also what happens when we have these habits that we don't think are that great, but we continue to do them because we haven't broken down what that pattern is and what we're actually doing So we continue to go through that routine of whatever it is that is like not necessarily the best. Take my I wake up early and I'm kind of wasting time example. My cue is my alarm goes off at six or whenever it goes off and I get up. 
my routine is that I then just laze around the house for like an hour because the reward for me is that I'm not having to exert that much energy and it feels calming to do that versus it feels a bit more intimidating to immediately go and like exert myself through a workout. So I've taught myself that that's the reward that I get to like wake up early and feel accomplished by that but then I just chill and it's not that hard for me. And then I continue to repeat that so that becomes my routine. If I wanted to break that, I would have to break down, okay, my cue, I wake up at 6 a.m. My new routine is going to be that I work out and my reward is that I'm going to feel so great after I work out and so energized. I'm going to have so much more time in my day because I've gotten my workout out of the way early in the morning. And then I also get to have an amazing post-workout meal that feels 10 times better because I've exerted energy and now I'm going to like drink a refreshing smoothie kind of thing but those are a little bit more of delayed rewards so it would be a little bit harder for me to input that but by breaking down what that pattern is I can go in and replace the routine and decide I'm going to keep the same cue I'm replacing this routine for these new rewards and then the more that I repeat that the more that that is going to become my new routine so that is like a very basic definition of kind of the science of habits and how it breaks down yeah so for more definitely go listen to the episode we did with Shelby Mm -hmm. because we'll go we go way more in depth with her or more examples too which is great so if you are interested in that then go listen to that but we're gonna get into do you have to break old habits to build new ones more in the sense of this is my experience in my opinion Mm -hmm. of whether or not you can break old habits or if you should be breaking old habits in order to build new ones so when you are breaking a habit i think we want to break habits in order to replace them with something else Mm. almost every single time i can't at this moment think of a time when I would like want to break a habit without putting something new in or when it's even really possible to break a habit without replacing it with something new well yeah because think about it if you're like oh I want to stop drinking coffee Mm -hmm. you're drinking way too much coffee and it's not making you feel good and blah blah blah. you want to stop drinking coffee so when you eventually stop drinking coffee you're not just gonna never drink anything again like you're gonna replace that with something maybe it's a glass of water maybe it's soda soda water maybe it's like iced tea tea. maybe it's something but that action of like drinking coffee maybe it's prompted by you're thirsty maybe it's prompted by you want energy maybe it's prompted by it's just something you do in the morning Mm -hmm. you wake up you go downstairs turning the coffee pot on is a habit Mm -hmm. It's going to be replaced by something. It's not just going to be an empty thing. And it doesn't even have to be like, oh, morning cup of coffee. It could be like, oh, morning banana. True. Morning walk. It could be something, but it's something you do in that moment for the desired outcome. Because you drink coffee because you want energy and it's like comforting and it's part of your routine. Yeah. So you getting out of that and then what is the cue of it? likely it's you wake up in the morning like that's your cue it's the morning and then your routine is drinking coffee because it feels good and it's warm and it gives you energy or it's cold if it's iced coffee and it's just an enjoyable experience Mm -hmm. so if you want to replace that your morning daily energizing enjoyable calming experience could be going for a walk it could be playing music Mm, it could be drinking a a different drink iced tea something with less caffeination it could be it doesn't have to be a direct substitution which i think is really important and especially important when understanding that i don't think you can break a habit without creating a new yeah because it might not be quite as obvious the most obvious would be i'm replacing coffee with tea sort of thing i'm replacing coffee with water right so you may not even liken 
the two habits that you're swapping out for each other as direct substitutions because they aren't. Mm -hmm. But the new habit that you put in place, whether or not you realize it, is a substitution for whatever habit you just broke because you're getting the same outcome and feeling and like reaction from yourself so if you stop drinking coffee you now have more time and more like space in your morning you can go for a walk like there's something missing from your morning routine that now you have time to go for a walk so those could be direct substitutions for that habit for that Mm -hmm. cue and that desired outcome also the cue will likely never go away because usually we're not creating a cue usually it is a feeling that we have it's a certain time of day it's a certain action that's inevitable in your day like a cue could be every time i'm stressed these are the things that i do a cue could be every time i wake up this is the first thing that i do a cue Mm -hmm. could be every time i clock out of work this is immediately what i do after usually there are inevitable feelings and inevitable times that happen So it's impossible to just get rid of that habit completely. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Caroline and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me, and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio, and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin, and let me tell you, Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly, and you can even start from scratch. Of course, they have 25 languages to learn, and it's immersive. You learn it naturally, and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows. Happy Mammoth has what you need for gut health, hormone balancing, detoxification, anti-aging, beauty, mood, clarity, sleep, and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you. So check out what Happy Mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code GOALS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code GOALS for 15% off today because or get rid of a habit because there's always going to be something you do the -hmm. first thing that you do when you clock out of work for it there's always going to be the first thing that you do when you go downstairs after waking up so you have to override it with something new and in order to do that it's important to figure out what is this habit that I actually do what is the cue that I'm starting from? Because then you know where to place the new routine. Is it immediately after you wake up? Is it Mm -hmm. like you snooze your alarm immediately when it goes off? Or is it 
I drink coffee when I go down and I have like three cups and I only want to have one cup and I want to replace the other things with something else kind of thing. You have to figure out what that cue is and then what the reward is that you're getting from it. And then what is something that feels healthier to me, it feels more productive to me that would fit in that slot. And then you can replace it. I don't think just because the cue never goes away and you're always going to crave some sort of reward in that sense that you just get rid of the routine altogether. So you have to override it with Mm -hmm. something else. And because of that, I think that that suits to answer the question of do you have to break old habits to build new ones? Maybe you don't have to break old habits to build new ones, but you might have to build new ones to break old habits. Yeah. You might have to build a new one to override the old habit because it's hard to just wipe something away in completion. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily have to break a habit. I think it's a natural reaction of building a new one. Mm -hmm. But you do have to build a new one. Yeah. In order to progress and level up those habits or just make your Mm -hmm. make your life and those habits better another thing that i think about a lot when breaking habits and overriding habits is that i don't think that the old pattern ever completely goes away you have wired a pattern into your brain into your body and you may override it with something else and then you may override it with something else and have enough repetition that this new pattern becomes stronger, but I don't think that your brain or your body ever fully forgets the old pattern. Mm -hmm. And I think that you get better at not just listening to that craving immediately, but like sitting back and observing it and recognizing that it's a pattern and actively choosing to cut in and stop it with something else. I think that's what happens at first is Mm -hmm. that the first step is that, okay, I know what this pattern is. And then when you feel it start to happen, instead of immediately diving into that craving, you more so observe, oh, this is the pattern that I'm trying to follow because this is hardwired in me, but I'm going to choose to replace it with this new thing right now and see how I feel. And then you feel that maybe you get the same reward or a new reward from that. And then the more that you repeat it, the more that you can override that old pattern with this new pattern, but I really don't think that the old one ever goes away completely. I think that there's always still going to be that path in your brain there. You just get a lot better at doing something else instead or something else becomes a stronger pattern. It's always going to feel... Because obviously, say you break the habit of snoozing, snoozing your alarm. Mm-hmm. And now, for the past year, whenever your alarm goes off and you set an alarm, you get up to it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a day when you're really, really tired mm-hmm. and you do snooze your alarm. That's going to feel really comfortable because you're that's like a known behavior. And it's not that, oh, this habit, this like bad habit that you broke is taking over. You actively made the decision to go back into that habit. Whenever the cue comes, you you make the decision every time based on what you want to do. But through repetition, it gets easier and easier to choose that habit. Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe habits that you don't want to continue being a part of your daily routine or reaction to the cue continue to happen because the more you do them, the deeper you get into them, which means the harder it is to get out of them. At the same time, you can always make a decision to change your reaction to that cue as long as you're aware of it, which is why when you do choose to, like, snooze your alarm, which is totally fine on on an occasion, um... It's going to feel comfortable and it's like because it's a known behavior. So that understanding of that cue never goes away. But I do think you can make it way, way easier for yourself to choose different directions as you repeat and repeat the better habits that you choose for yourself. Yeah. It's like 
when you hear people who have struggled with addictions in the past and they describe how like I still wake up and I make the choice to Mm -hmm. stay clean or whatever it is every day because that becomes more of your pattern and you've overridden the pattern but your brain never forgets what the old pattern was and you still have to be strong in making that decision every day but through repetition you show yourself oh I can do this different thing and also the new thing you see the rewards of it and it becomes more of that pattern in that same sense though you can't expect to decide one day I'm gonna override this habit and expect yourself to then be perfect for it for the rest of your life and that is not your fault that is like literally it scientifically makes sense because you still have this other wired pattern in your brain and I know for me when I pick up a new habit or something there's a lot of excitement around doing something for the first week or even the first couple weeks you're fueled a lot by the newness of it and the excitement of it that it's probably easiest to do that for the first week or even the first two weeks and then you may find yourself hitting a bit of a plateau after that where the excitement is kind of worn off a little bit but you haven't fully overridden your old habit with this new thing and now you're feeling a bit more resistance and that's kind of the breaking point where it's going to be a lot harder to stick with it and you might have days where you revert to the old pattern and you slip up and that is okay that makes sense because you haven't broken that pattern you haven't fully created this new pattern yet but don't let that let you revert back to your old ways entirely completely like you're not gonna be perfect for every single day of your life and so if you revert back to something else and it happens recognize that but also understand that like that is just kind of part of the process and don't let that stop you from continuing to choose your new habit every time it's like if you were to wake up early for the airport or to go watch sunrise with your friends even if you did it like four days in a row if you were doing it with your friends for something exciting and different like you're gonna get up you're gonna have no trouble getting up you're not gonna be like oh let's wake up for sunrise tomorrow and be excited about it and want to do it and then like snooze your alarm but like (laughs) but I would never book myself to go see a sunrise and then not wake up and immediately get out of bed and like go mm-hmm. go do my thing. Mm-hmm. That said, when you when it's just another day and you've done it 16,000 days in a row, you might feel like forcing yourself to get out of bed mm-hmm. a little bit more because the excitement's worn off mm-hmm. and it's not you no longer have that extra burst of energy pushing you to do it. It's no longer new, it's no longer like fun and fresh. It just is your normal daily habit and then it becomes a little bit more mundane Mm -hmm. I do think it's interesting I want to go back to talking about like addiction in this sense obviously we're using light-hearted examples so that it it just the concept applies to everyone yeah we understand that this applies to things that are so much deeper and more impactful yeah and that it is the same kind of circle of life and you know cue habit situation going on but of course not everyone is going to relate to the wild extremes and a lot of people are going to relate to wild extremes and everything in between so we're using lighter examples that are like blanket statement fill in fill in the blanks put your More own so, situation yeah, in there. daily routine daily healthy habits but i do think it's interesting on the front of like addiction habits and people who are like recovered addicts the extent of the habit like the substitutions of the habit like there's so many people who were addicts and they've now replaced it with like going all in with exercise with exercise and i think like no mulkey on tiktok the like mm-hmm. iron man 
that is such a prime example of like he was an addict for a long time and is now an insane Ironman athlete. Yeah. And the substitution of the habit, because that's like on a macro level, was a habit. Like the amount of effort and intensity that goes into addiction and exercise can be in the same amount. You know what I right. mean? But obviously it's very different applications and different yeah. reactions, but what you do get is you you still get the dopamine release. You get the like sense of accomplishment when you when you finish a race or like put putting yourself through something really challenging. Yeah. And they're very, very, very different applications, but they're the same intensity and very similar if you on paper like put down what you're getting out of each experience whether it's addiction or like intense exercise in this case you it's really easy to see how those are direct substitutions and obviously one is healthier than another yeah i remember because you follow him and you showed me some of his stuff sometimes i, I like, love him yeah because but his exercise i mean he's an insane intense athlete like very extreme and i remember like he'll get comments from people being like you're literally just like addicted to being an Ironman and addicted to exercise now. Like, yes. He was like, yes, I have an addictive personality, but this one keeps me alive. Yeah, I thought that was, like, super interesting. Because, because if you if you have a really... If you have a wild addiction to drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, break that habit. Mm-hmm. What do you, like, you're not just going to sit around. Yeah, what do you That's, left with? I mean, you could sit around, but then you're going to... If you sit around and don't do anything instead, it's going to be a lot easier to fall back into that or... But if you distract yourself or fill your time with something else, even if it is intense Ironman training, mm-hmm. it's a t- it's still like a very very hard thing, obviously, to recover and be recovered from addiction. But you're filling that space. You're creating a new habit to break the old one. Yeah. And I don't think you could do it if you just simply broke that habit and didn't fill your time with something else. It doesn't have to be addiction to exercise. It could be obviously anything, and it it could be like, oh, maybe you get really into, like, pottery or, like, mm-hmm. art or start a business, but on that level, it needs to be something that is also intense and consuming and satisfying and, mm-hmm. you know, meet the same rewards that you were getting from the first habit. Yeah. When you have big goals and a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change And their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. 
Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything, car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this Ambition Card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. So we've talked about very day-to-day lifestyle examples, then this very extreme example. I also want to touch on our thought patterns a little bit too because those are things that we can override as well. I was thinking something that I think I have gotten better and like overridden, is overridden the word? I've been able to override a bit is if I like made some sort of mistake in school or in work or in something like that in the past, I definitely would tend to stress about it and like spiral about it a little bit and be like, oh my god, all these people think this of me, I've ruined it, like... I don't know, I've ruined my reputation with them, I did a bad job, blah, blah, blah. And maybe not even just in, like, school and work, but also maybe, like, socially, things like that. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bit of an overthinker. I can be a bit of a stressor. For the past year, I've literally just been telling myself when something like that happens, I'm like, I'll survive. And, like, I just kind of try to replace my thoughts with that. Like, it's literally not the end of the world. I'll survive. And I almost just don't let myself go down that path. So when I feel a cue happening of, like, oh, I'm starting to overthink this, I'm getting stressed about this, I feel like I did a bad job about this. And I know that my typical routine would be to kind of stick on that and, like, grind my gears around it. I've replaced that with being like, those thoughts don't serve me, that happened, I'll survive, my life will go on. And my life is, like, 10,000 times better because of it because I'm not sitting with those negative emotions. I'm able to be much more realistic about, like, the scope of things because usually things are literally not the end of the world and you will survive and also I'm able to move on way better and just like continue with my life and so that can be applied to any sort of thought pattern whether it's like you feel a lot of social anxiety sometimes maybe when you're with a group of people your brain starts to be like oh my god I don't like how I look compared to these people and people don't like me and they're judging me If you know that your cue being around certain groups of people or in certain environments, you always kind of go to that anxious thought pattern, maybe you actively try to replace that with something else. Maybe you actively try to tell yourself, I am great, 
everyone is nobody is thinking about me everyone's too focused on themselves and i'm gonna focus on myself and have a good time like maybe you find some sort of sentence or mantra or affirmation that you replace that with and then oh, every yes. time you're favorite in, affirmation I, no one cares no one me. cares <laughs> so that is our take on how you could override different sorts of habits that you want to replace in your life a couple other ideas that I would think about when we're thinking about, oh, I want to change this habit and override this habit with something new is, is the cue something you can get rid of? Because I know I said before that usually the cue is not something you can get rid of. It's a feeling that you feel it's a time of day. But is your cue, is this like a stacked habit? Is it following something else you do that maybe also isn't serving you? Because a lot of the time, healthy habits stacked together and also unhealthy habits stacked together. So if your cue is something that already doesn't need to happen in your life, go to the root of it. And what is the first thing that you do that usually sets off this chain reaction of other bad habits? And try to just knock that out first and get rid of that one and replace that one first. And then you're probably knocking out a lot of other things that come along the line. So other than our typical approach of how you would choose a habit that you want to override, break down the cue routine, the reward, change the routine, repeat it, <laughs> find the new reward in it. I would also look at, okay, is that cue something that can go to begin with? Is that cue another not serving me habit that can just go to begin with and then my other suggestion would be can you find some sort of negative in that reward I think something that a lot of people message us about I think that a lot of people just experience is like that nighttime snacking or like leaning towards nighttime binging kind of behavior I think a lot of people experience that and obviously the reward that you're finding in the moment is an immediate dopamine hit it's an immediate this tastes good it's an immediate I'm filling my stomach but I think that everyone that experiences that would also say then you feel immediately gross right after so that would be the negative like can you find that negative in the reward and then remind yourself of that and override it a lot of situations where we have habits that we want to break there's probably negative pieces to it that are driving us to want to break those habits. So can you remind yourself of that negative and focus on that negative more so than the reward that you're getting from it too? I think that all comes down to just like awareness of the entire like cue routine reward. Because if you're not aware of it, I mean literally with everything, you can't change something that you're not aware of. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand something before you can actually take action and make changes because you need to know what you want to change because you're not going to change every single part of it you could change the cue you could change the routine and you can change the reward but you need to understand what those parts are and what parts you do and don't like about those in order to actually make changes and make it a better habit overall mm -hmm. but to answer our initial question of do you have to break old habits in order to build new ones i don't think you break the habit to then build a new one i think you build a new one and that's what breaks the habit mm-hmm so do you have to break old habits to build new ones? No. Because when you build new ones, the old habits are going to go away. Because you're overriding. So the first habit that we're going to be talking about on the mini-series is having a consistent workout routine. Building a Building workout a habit. Building a consistent workout habit. If you guys do have other habits that you think are foundational or you want to learn more about, 
send us a DM mm-hmm. at Girls Schools Pod on Instagram or either of our personals at and Catherine Kaneen at Caroline Kaneen. Yeah, make sure you're following us on all of those accounts. Anyways, if you want some behind the scenes of the podcast, you want to get involved, ask questions for the podcast, and also follow along our personal lives on our socials. Make sure you're following the show wherever you listen, on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube. Subscribe if you're watching, and we love you guys. We will see you not even next Monday, but on Thursday for the first kickoff of our mini-series. Bye. Bye.